Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips in your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Burrito day last night. Alex Dyson. At the O'Kine household. Yep, yep, yep. Little burritos. Same day every week? Um, no, we usually do it once a week, though. It's a bit easier, you know. They're store-bought burritos. We do the little um, trip through. Get the pack. Um, well, no, as in uh, we, we buy them from a Mexican oh. restaurant. Gotcha, gotcha, Although gotcha, last gotcha. night, took a bite into our burritos, buddy, undercooked brown rice. Oh, you don't want to be away in our teeth. And, you know, and then so suddenly you're thinking, oh, geez, is it good to be eating brown rice that's undercooked? And so, of course, Belle gets on the on the interwebs. Next minute, oh, brown rice can be can cause food poisoning. Oh, it's bad for digestion. Now we're up all night worrying that we're going to be sick. Unbelievable. But, but we're all okay. <laughs> so it was a, it's a good it's good end happy ending. Well, we're going to be wrapping up a delicious brekkie burrito for you today. Ooh, no yeah. undercooking necessary. Uh, because we have uh, not only Marshy joining us for some Marshy movies, <laughs> some big news in that world, uh, including news on a movie that Marshy hated, uh, but also, Matt O'Kine, Michelle Brazy is going to be joining us on the show. Hey, yeah, she's one of uh, one of Australia's favourite comics. You might have seen her in Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix. I saw her uh, in the um, the merger, the Damien yes, Callum film. Yeah, the other day I was watching. Yeah, she's so funny. I can't wait to chat to her about her brand new uh, comedy festival show, Average Bear. But right now, let's kick off. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. So, Matt O'Kine, uh, Woods and I do the booth. Apartments living now in the CBD. All good. Good on ya. Good nice, on ya. Nice and close to uh, the potty studios. Bit of Comedy Republic. You know, the commute. It cuts down the commute. It's great stuff. But um, it's been it's been an interesting adjustment uh, for the morning coffee run. Oh. Um, because, you know, as normal, get up in a bit of a lazy morning. Yeah, all right. No kids, buddy Dyson <laughs> over there. Bit of a lazy yeah. morning, is it? Yeah. So we put on the um, put on the old Brunswick tuxedo, the old track pants and hoodie. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, on to down about 8.45 to... To grab a eight forty five. Do you know what? Oh, I'm so I'm well, so angry. Would set the alarm for seven forty five, then put the emergency alarm on for eight twenty. And anyway, that got <laughs> us. That finally got us up. My alarm is Sophia singing "Buddy, This Old Man," and she just keeps <laughs> singing "This you? Old Man." He played two. <laughs> she never goes to three or four. Every time, it's just the old man keeps playing two. He pays more numbers than that, Sophia. Well, that's how old she is now. She's probably probably doing Heck that. Cool. Anyway, um, bit of a bit of a realization as we roll in that eight forty five, about fifteen minutes before the nine a.m. in the city, bit of a different clientele to what we were rocking. Oh yeah, <laughs> as we as we walk in in the slop with the uh, the old stained hoodies. Um, the collars are crisp. The uh, skirts are pencil. So many lanyards around the place. I bet they're even wearing <laughs> underpants. They've, they've got. I'm pretty sure they've got jocks on as well, which is a bit different to uh, to us rolling in. And it's just, it just really. I had really, you know, rough flashbacks to to times where you just absolutely stuff up the dress code. 
Oh, yeah. Where you are just not on the same page as everyone. I mean, of course, at school when you forget it's out of school uniform day and you rock up in uniform on a school day in which everyone is out of uniform. I did that you once. Might as well, I ran you home. might as well wear a bullseye. Honestly, <laughs> you might as well wear a target. Exactly right. Oh, oh, the time. Oh, man. It was a birthday party in high school with one of the girls in, in my year having a traffic light party, right? Whoa, that's pretty spicy for the Warrnambool. For the Warrnambool high, high school kids, I know. But it's like A traffic light party? 16, 17 years old or something. If you've never been to one, um, traffic light party, you wear the colours of the traffic lights depending on how how single and ready to mingle you are. Um, red being currently in a relationship. It's a no-go zone. Orange being... I'm thinking about it. It's open, you know, approach with care. And green being, hello, <laughs> you know, ready to go. Um, and I was in a relationship at the time in high school. Oh, I thought you were going to say you you went dressed as actual traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's something, that, like, that's something that someone who was in Susical the Musical would do, you know. <laughs> go dressed as an actual traffic light. <laughs> well, there was a uh, theatre sports game called Traffic Lights, which I, um, you know, could dress up as. But, um... I went along, I'm like, oh, okay, red, I'm in a relationship, so I'll, I'll wear red to the party. Mm. And I pop on my um, my red soccer jersey, red shorts, put the red beanie on. I think I had to, I went to the op shop and got some red shoes or Could something. Could not be more obvious that you. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was. I was smooching I, someone. And I rock up, I rock up to this party and it's like no one's dressed up. <laughs> And so I roll in and everyone's like, what are you, what, what's going on here? It's like, oh, I've, I've got green earrings on. Or I'm like, yeah, but it's like, someone's like, oh, orange shoelaces. Or it's like a red, oh, it's got some red dots on my dress. I'm like, what's going on here? I'm You're this looking loser. like, where's Wally over here? Red everywhere. Do not touch. Best girlfriend <laughs> in the world. Get away from me, people. And I just, it was, it was you know, you're embarrassed you get in high school for the smallest thing. I was, I was turning red because, and that it didn't help the situation. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So anyway, I want to know when you've, uh, you've stuffed up a dress code because my uh, CBD coffee run, um, no good. And, you know, they brought, gave me flashbacks of uh, not fitting in with my clothing. Well, I remember, I mean, it's, it's terrible, actually. I went to, I went to a, a friend's, like, wake Oh man, you know, a few yeah. years ago, yeah, he, he was a, a really great comedian, Haskell Daniel, and um, I he was sort of went. Uh, they, they had the funeral, then they had the wake afterwards, and uh, it was out at Bondi Bowls Club, and um, I turned up. I don't know what I was thinking. I just I didn't realize it didn't occur to me, but I was in a Christmas jumper. Do I mean this like bright, bright Christmas jumper, and everyone was yeah. like. Wearing a Christmas jumper to the wake, and I'm like, oh, I just it didn't occur to me. Like it was, it was just on me. And then so, I remember, wait, did you did you come from the funeral and went to the wake? No, I just turned up to the wake. Like that okay, was what so you was more appropriate make for the everyone. Actual, um, no, no, the funeral was more family, and then I went to the wake. Yeah, I just remember everyone sort of commenting like, "Did you think about what you were wearing before you turned up?" I said, "I don't know. I was just I sort of saw Bondi bowls on the on the on the invite, and I just sort of was wearing what I was wearing, and I turned up." They make matters worse. His cousin comes up to me. He's like, "You, you know, he was Jewish, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, I mean, I wasn't thinking about that either. I was just sort of thinking no, that it's, 
So it's like, it doesn't even, this Christmas thing, it doesn't, it makes even less sense. I was like, oh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> and once again. But shout out to him, Haskell Daniel, well remembered all these years later. And once again, not all day breakfast, Daiso tries his best to bring a story to the table. <laughs> about his own embarrassment, but Okai absolutely blows him out of the water once well, again. I didn't, yeah, well, I didn't mean to, let alone turn up to my mate's wake in the Christmas jumper. He would have, he's a comedian, he would yeah, have loved it. He would have found it funny. That's it. I hope. Shout out to Haskell. Let's cross to Rachel in Adelaide now. G'day, Rachel. Hey, guys. Your dad's had a little bit of a dress code mishap. Yeah, my dad is notorious for shenanigans, so... He would love to organise events and just single out one friend and tell him it was a theme. So, and then no one else would know. <laughs> that is very cheeky. <laughs> so, what he'd say, like, it's an alfoil party. You have to come dressed up in alfoil. <laughs> His most famous one is dress up as your favourite disease. And oh this one friend dressed up as leprosy and he went hard. Like, he didn't, like, he went oh so gory and intense with it, and everyone was just in their casual, just t-shirt and jeans, and he was covered oh. in some. Oh my lord! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rachel, um, that's a, <laughs> what was the actual party for? What 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 was everyone doing at the house when this leper turns up? I don't even think there was an event. I think it was just having people over. Any excuse for a party. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just not going to trust anyone who says that there is a dress code or it's a dress up. I'll never. Yeah, you be, just uh, want to make it casual now because just casual yeah, dress up. Yeah, you can't case. fail with button up shirt and jeans. That's it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Rachel. No, thank you. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Now, Matt O'Kine, there's talk of Hollywood hitting Australia. So much more movie news coming through and there's, there's enough to fill up a bucket of Marshy's movies. And so that's why on All Day Breakfast it's now time for this. Light camera action. Cinema is an event. Cinema is my secret passion. I will only do cinema. Wait, wait, what? No one does that anymore. That's why we have these. Netflix. Sin. Binge. Prime. Disney. Plus. Apple TV. Just stream it. Marshy's Movies. Oh, yes, he is the popcorn to our Choc Top and Frozen Coke. Caramel popcorn, please. Chris Marsh. <laughs> How are you, Chris? What's uh, what's happening in the world of movie news? Well, it's Oscar nominations week. Delayed Oscars this year moved originally from we should have already had them, uh, but they will be on Anzac Day, April 25th in the US, so, so day after for us. But the noms came out this week, and as that opener highlighted a changing world, <laughs> three of the best picture noms are streaming movies. Wow. Ooh. All right. Netflix one on Prime. What are we looking at? Uh, so best picture, The Father which uh, has uh, Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman in it. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which tells the story of the Black Panther movement. Mank, which is the David Fincher movie about uh, the guy who wrote Citizen Kane mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, Minari, which is getting great reviews currently about a um, Korean-American family living in the South. Oh man, I've got to start watching movies. I've literally <laughs> not heard of any of these. Hey, no I'm rewatching Land. Parks and Recreation. I got to get <laughs> yeah. to the. Pro- I got to get to the proper, the proper cinema here. I think what I did see though was one of the guys, one of the one of the actors, because there was a bit of controversy, wasn't there? Where one of the actors 
put forward for supporting actor, but then Other got nominated around. for lead. No, he was nominated. He was put in for the lead, and they've nominated him in supporting actor category against one of his co-stars. Oh, uh, and, look, and everyone's right like, saying- he is the lead in this movie and in Judas and the Black Messiah, and they're like, that's a little bit of controversy. Uh, the Oscars, they just <laughs> stuff it up every year. Are they going to get a clean run at any well, point? diverse Oscars, they're, they're doing their best. Those diversity rules that they brought in mm. aren't in effect yet, but they're obviously <laughs> making an effort for the first First time ever, there are two female directors nominated for best director. Out of how many? Ten. Out of five. Out of five. There's okay. only been seven women nominated in the history, though, right? Yeah, and only one winner ever, Catherine Bigelow for wow. her so, Wait, seven nominated in, for best picture ever? Director. Best director. director best ever. director ever in the whole six. history of the Oscars. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's not great. So, yeah, it doesn't look good, does it? But. Um, you know, the son of Korean immigrants, a Chinese woman, uh, an English woman, a Danish director. These are the other directors in the category. So diversity is playing a part in this year's Oscars. Lots of um, people of color and females nominated in all sorts of categories. So that's good to see. Um, so, yeah, we look forward to April 25th when we will get the Oscars. What's Marshy's tip? <sighs> I need to go and see some more. I. I loved The Promising Young Woman was nominated because I thought that was absolutely fantastic, um, and especially in the context of what Australia is talking about at the mm. moment. Um, and Sexual Assault, it's certainly one worth seeing, and um, the performances in it are great as well. So go and see that. Amazing. Um, Put it on the list. Sound of Metal, which is currently on Prime as well with Riz Ahmed. That's a fascinating movie as well. So go and watch that. Oh, well. incredible. Um, what about in the world of movies that are already out, but people hated them, so they're doing them again? Release the Snyder Cut. (laughs) Many campaigned for this to happen. There was 180,000 signature petition, four years of campaigning by a very dedicated crew to release Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League in the DC Extended Universe. So what happened is he shot 90% of this movie. In fact, he'd edited nearly 90% of it. Um when he had a tragedy in his family, his daughter passed away. So he stepped back. His wife was also the producer. She stepped back. Joss Whedon, who had been in the Marvel universe and directed Avengers, came in, rewrote 90% of it, reshot most of it. Apparently only 10% of Zach's original footage ended up in the version that was released. This is three years ago? 2017 it came out. Four years Justice ago now. League. Yeah. It was a... Technically, a commercial failure. It, it probably didn't make the money, and and actually changed how DC were going to approach their extended universe to try and take on Marvel. They they went, oh, okay, maybe we'll stop doing these linked movies. That's how we got Joker and various other things that didn't <laughs> exist in that universe anymore. They kind of did more standalone movies. Interesting. The reviews that have come out this week say this is what will put it back on the map. He has wow. apparently done an amazing job. It is vastly superior. It uses, I read somewhere, not a single shot from Josh Whedon's <laughs> new footage is wow. used. He had nearly an hour and a half of unused footage of his own, Zack Snyder, to put back in. HBO Max and Warner Brothers, who own HBO Max now, gave him $70 million to go and do reshoots, finishing CGI, new score. It clocks in at four hours long. 
It's a movie. It's a movie. There was talk of being released as like maybe a mini series or what, but they've gone with that. It's a four-hour movie. It, it, <laughs> oh there, there are going to be select screenings in, I think, some cinemas just for fun for people who want to see it on a big screen. And in that, there is an intermission. But on your streaming services and in Australia, it drops on Binge. So you can watch it on Binge oh from God. today, the four-hour epic of <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, my wow. goodness. And mm. apparently, also, the, the part that made me laugh is he has never seen the one that was released. Oh. The version that was not his movie, they, they've, he's purposely kept away from it. His wife saw it and said, you'll hate it, don't watch it. And so <laughs> he's never seen it. Wow, so he just went back so on the he tools just went and, goes, and just goes, this is the movie I planned to make, Yep, let's go. He mustn't have planned it for four hours, though. No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah. But there was a part of when Joss Whedon came in to do the new version, Warner Brothers gave him a, a, a time limit and went, we, we've seen our version of what Zach's cutting and I think it's too long. So you've now got a can't go over two hours, has to be funnier, has to be lighter. Mm. And so he came in and made this movie and, and what came out is widely regarded as very much a mishmash of two different directors, competing visions. Yeah. Did, none of it worked. See what it can do for the DC universe. Marvel is absolutely killing it. Marvel has been uh, spanking them. I'll use a cinematic analogy. It, it is almost as if it's the movie Twins and Marvel is Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and DC is Danny DeVito when it comes to, uh, you know, similar the comic office, books. Uh, yeah, maybe after Thursday, Danny DeVito's looking a bit sexier again. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, on the... Arnold Schwarzenegger side of the fence. Uh, WandaVision has just wrapped up. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It is great. A fascinating kind of character study of grief, um, but also note perfect examination of sitcoms through the years. So especially in the first kind of half of the season, each episode, well, not parodies, ho gives homage to a decade of sitcoms. Starts in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. 90s and the noughties. It's so weird because it's one of those things you see the trailer of, you see ads for, and I could legitimately say I have no idea what it's about. I know. I've heard so <laughs> many people talk about it. I'm like, what it, What even happens? When I first heard about it, I was like, is it a cartoon? Is it a – like, I don't even know. They obviously, in the very Marvel way, don't want to give away how it advances the story of the MCU. So all of the marketing was about it's this weird 50s sitcom. Yeah. Um, it's not that. It evolves into a mystery and, a, and it ends in a great, you know, normal Marvel CGI fight fest. <laughs> but it is very well made. Female showrunners, great script, very tight script, great entry for their first Disney Plus TV series. Mm. And then we get Friday, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be, I think, much more a kind of regular programming Marvel action series, six episodes, but also ties into some of the movies that are going to start to come out of the Marvel Universe. So, Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Go and watch a, right. an Oscar winner or go and watch some four hours of Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, for your update, Marshy. Really appreciate it. And I've got, I've got a lot of watching to do, honestly. Well, I think we, we know what we need, though, as well. All My day Netflix passport. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, but all, the all-day breakfast, the Chris Marsh cut of all-day breakfast. You know, it's what you get every day. Yeah, we need to get rid of the shackles. We need a four-hour episode, Marshy. Let's condense the limits. We're almost up to a full year of this podcast coming out, so we need a four-hour episode. Thank you very much, Chris. Order up. 
Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. There was a Reddit thread the other day, Matt O'Kine, which What's said, your favourite? Because my favourite is Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole? That's, that's not bad. That's red hot. I love that, that Reddit thread. Thread. There is. Uh, today I effed up is a one similar to that vein. Oh, yeah. I, I should follow that as well, mistakes. actually. I like that Good one. Good on that. But there was a, a Ask Reddit thread, which was uh, instead of what are some red flags in a relationship, what, what are some green flags? What are oh, some okay. early signs which are like, actually, that's a good sign that things are going to be good in the long term? Do you know what? Me and Belinda. Yeah. Soda water. How was that a green flag? One of the earliest dates, Belle was like, I'm going to get some soda water. And I was like, yeah, I'll have some too. And she was in her head. She was like, this guy doesn't actually like soda water. <laughs> anyway, I did like soda water. I wasn't just doing it to impress her. I like the bubbles. Well, the top answer was being able to apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see soda water. I should have. Sorted by controversial, <laughs> but um, uh, being able to apologize is a great thing. And hence where we are today on the National Partner Apology Hotline. It is a Thursday where you can come out and take ownership of a few of the errors you made. Uh, have you got any in the, in the bank, Matthew, from the last seven days? Well, before we hit record, I was asking you the same thing. You're like, um, 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 apparently you're too bloody perfect again. Well, yeah, um, Woods' mum, Mama Woods uh, came, to, came to visit. And I cooked them a roast, so no apologies necessary there. Well, we got home from a Sophia's birthday weekend, in Port Macquarie. On the way home, Belle's like, "Oh, I forgot my, I've lost my sunnies. I left them. I've left them there. I've left them there." Then she searches the whole house, checks all her bags, can't find them. She's like, "I've lost them. I'm gonna have to buy new ones." Blah blah blah. Anyway, I go to have a shave the next morning, open up my toiletries bag, and uh, there they are. I didn't put them in there, <laughs> but apparently I did. I swear I didn't, but apparently I did. Actually, and we yeah. have argued about it ever since. That's something I could apologize for. I bought uh, with some sunnies for Christmas, and then I was wearing them the other day, and I put them down. I lost them. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry about that one. But you have also apologized to your partner. We really appreciate it. Uh, text us a voice memo. Message us on Insta, your little voice memo. And uh, we will put it in, and the best one wins an all-day breakfast robe. Yeah, that'll make up for any lost sunnies, that's for sure. That's for sure. But the biggest, the biggest win, of course, is the relationships on solid ground. And you can only get there by being the bigger person and apologising. And here is what the Australian partners have been getting up to this week. G'day boys, I need to apologise to my lovely partner Ems. We just got a new puppy and I thought I'd treat our lovely little boy with a huge bone. And so I just left the bone on his bed for a few days while he just gnawed on it and he was loving life. But what I realised is he can't do that. So we started getting flies and we couldn't figure out why. Well, we did eventually figure out why. And then one day I lifted up the mattress and there was... What the, what's the result of fly eggs? Lots of little maggots. So, yeah, so I just want to say sorry to my dog and my lovely partner for infesting our house. And, yeah, lesson learned. Hey, Matt. Hey, Alex. Um, I just want to apologise to my partner, Jordan, for losing myself and her a free trip to Bali. So one morning when I was at work, um, I hadn't looked at my phone for a little while. And eventually when I looked down at my phone, I had about 20 missed calls, 
20 text messages all saying to please ring this commercial radio station, please ring up now, all from my friends, family saying ring up. And because I didn't ring up within that time period, I lost myself and my partner a free trip to Bali. And the reason I didn't look at my phone was because I was listening to Matt and Alex on Triple J in the mornings. And the riveting topic that I was listening to was, when have you pooed? So Ah. thanks heaps, Matt and Alex. I remember that. I remember that talk back. Hi, this is Brendan from Sydney. I would just like to apologise to my beautiful wife, Elizabeth, for continuously going to town on my forbidden snack of cheese. I am lactose intolerant, so Liz, I'm sorry you need to keep living with the consequences of my actions. So, this is an apology to my husband, but I'm going to remain anonymous here. Uh, I had a dream about Matt O'Kine last night. He turned up at my front door offering a massage as a listener prize. I was a little bit reluctant, but then I think I liked the idea. My alarm went off before we went through with it. Uh, Maybe all this Turk and stuff's getting into my subconscious, but I'm sorry, hubby. Oh, goodness wow. me. Matt O'Kine knocking on your door in a dream. It's obviously a dream because I would never offer a massage. <laughs> to, uh, it's, that's too nice a thing to do, honestly. Seriously? <laughs> no, I do I do the occasional massage for my partner. In fact, I give more massages to Belinda than I get in return. That's for damn sure. Then you receive. Watching TV every now and then, suddenly it's, oh, can you do me a favour? Oh, there's just a knot here. Ah, oh, get out of it. Where's my <laughs> massage? Well, hey? we do need to give away a robe and... Um, Look, I was going to go, I was thinking the person who missed out on a, uh, a trip to Bali, the best consolation for that is the fluffiness of a row where you can feel like you're on holiday every day at a f- six-star hotel. Um, but the old Matt O'Kine massage was pretty good at the end there. What do you reckon, Matt? I'm not going to turn up to her house to give it to her, that's for sure. <laughs> She's got completely no, the wrong idea. I think anyone who had to, uh, who missed out on something because they were listening to Whenever You Pooed, which I do not remember. <laughs> I remember. I, 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 no, I must I have came blacked to out work, during that. I came to work extremely hungover on the last day of the year. Um, and by extremely hungover, I mean still well and truly enjoying from the night before, okay? And I remember going, you know what? It's the last day of the year. Let's do a topic I've always wanted to talk about. Where have you pooped? Right? And so we did. Damn. Well, that doesn't make me feel all that good. And I think that caller will be winning the all-day breakfast robe. Remember, do pop your name and where you're from at the start of the message. It's always good to hear uh, hear your voice. And just so you know, the partner knows that it's, it's you. Saying sorry and not someone else that you've it's been coerced. And our inbox is always open. Anytime you've got something to say to apologize, let us know at matt.n.alex. All right, Matt O'Kine, it's time to welcome someone to the show who you may be familiar with. <laughs> familiar. familiar with. Keep that. All right, Matt O'Kine, it's. <laughs> Keep it, go on. No, keep it. Yeah, we're recording now, so we don't, uh, we don't use the button. But delete it's a button. podcast. Surely you could let me do it again. All oh, right. Nah. It's someone you may be familiar with from uh, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Sean Michaelis, mad, mad as hell, or her uh, award winning nominated everything duo double denim. It's Michelle Brazier. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How hey. are you? We're good. Thank you. You're joined by a small creature. Eva, Eva, my beautiful dog. A guide dog dropout. She's an ambassador. She found she was more suited to being um, 
in the media. <laughs> sure. Oh, man, as uh, comedians and podcasters together, we could all relate to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> contributing to society in our own way. <laughs> yes, she's too friendly to be a guide dog. She she loves a pat and she didn't like uh, walking in front of people. She liked to walk beside you. So that's why she's with me now and she goes to public places and just shows off how guide dogs are cool. Is this she's something great. that people like most, you know, I mean, you know, just the regular public, not not stars such as yourself, but just the regular <laughs> normies can do? Can uh, Can people just get uh, a dog? They're pretty rare. The, the ambassador dog. dogs are pretty rare. Um, but you can puppy raise. They always need puppy raises and you look after them for the first year of their lives and you train them. It's very, very rewarding. Um, sometimes when you're really lucky, you might get to keep the dog if it gets reclassified as a pet. But usually they're, you know, they graduate as guide dogs or they're ambassador dogs or therapy dogs, all kinds. They, they do so much stuff. It's really cool. But I'm very, very famous and very, very special. So I got a very special dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Mer- Michelle, what are your thoughts on people, you know, hypothetically, because it's very, r- speaking of rare things, it's very rare to find someone who doesn't like dogs. Um, what are your Ooh. thoughts on those kinds of people? He's talking about me, I- Michelle. I hate dogs. You hate dogs? Yeah, I do. I oh, know. look, I don't hate dogs. I just don't need to have them in my life. I've, they're fine to exist in the world. I just don't see why people love them so much. Okay, and have you been to therapy about that? Or? <laughs> no, look, I don't need any of this. To, I don't, look, me no, and you dogs do. are Psych- able to exist. They say that you do. They say psychopaths do need help to, <laughs> to assimilate into the world. It's hard as a psychopath and I'm really sorry that, to hear that about you. I love you and I care about you. Indeed. Well, let's move from dogs to bears, uh, Michelle, because you've got a comedy show coming up for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival called Average Bear. Are you talking yes. about that in a, uh, a general analogy term or are you talking about the... Um, the three bears and trying to find the average, the, the stool that's not too the hot porridge. or cold or bed's not too comfy or soft. The, the or stool that's not too hot that or the, cold. <laughs> okay. that what it is? Um, it's porridge. We can, we can cut that out as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, I play an actual bear. So there's two stories in the show. One is a story about myself and my family and some stuff that's happened to us. And the other story alongside it is this sort of metaphor story uh, of, a, of a bear who's afraid to go into hibernation. Oh, nice. Well, and you say stuff that's happened to us. What, what is that along the lines of in terms of, you know, the theme with your family? I have a life expectancy that's a bit shorter than the average bear because of some genetic stuff that's happened that sort of unraveled in the last 10 years. So my father passed away, my brother passed away. And uh, it's just, I think it's a really beautiful and interesting story. And the way that that makes me embrace life is kind of nice. Whenever I talk about it, people like it. So I thought, well, why not put it on a stage and be a bear for a bit? But how do you make that funny? Because that sounds, you know, super serious. And it's something that you have to deal with as a, you know, genetics is very hard to escape. So how do you cope with that kind of uh, situation in a comedy show? I've just, I'm always laughing at the dark things. I think you just have to, you know, and it's not, but it's not necessarily dark humour either. It's, it's about hope and it's about enjoying the time that we have regardless of, you know, how long or how good that's going to be. It's just about making the most of that. But it's also about laughing at the little things. Like I tell a story about my dad's funeral when they got the timings mixed up for the songs and they played a playlist with Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire as dad got lowered into the ground. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just things like that. It's so weird when those things happen. Hey, I was at a um, I was at a funeral and um, a PowerPoint presentation didn't work. Yeah. And it was, I, it was just, I don't know. There's not, there's nothing you could do except laugh. Like the person being like, "Oh, so, uh, just sorry about this." And you saw it's, like the Windows screen come up, yes, and then like clicking around. We try and elevate everything uh, to this beautiful ceremony, but at the end of the day, especially as Australians, we're just dickheads there trying to figure it out, and the sound <laughs> system's never good enough, and it's windy, and it's a nightmare. Like no one really knows the rules. No one knows what's supposed to be done. Cars can crash, people can fall over. Like it's it's so funny the the comedy that comes out of people when they're very very vulnerable, and I think that's what keeps us safe from falling into super despair is those little moments of like ah oh, we've f-ed this you know in mm. the in the depths of of grief. Absolutely. Well, let's look at some of the more fun stuff that you've been doing um, okay. in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that doesn't sound like it, it. It honestly sounds like an incredible show, and I'm really excited to see it. But you were also in a completely different style of show recently that was on Netflix. It was everywhere, which I saw a lot of people tweeting and Instagramming about. And that is Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Can you tell us about what it was like being a part of that? Did you film it over in LA? Yeah, I got to I got to go to Hollywood and not Hollywood on the Gold Coast. <laughs> um, it was really cool. It was wonderful. Being on a set in Hollywood is very similar to being on a set in Australia, but the the snacks are like next the level. snacks are out of control, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're at, so like, good. In Australian shows, I'll give you like a bread roll for at lunch. So, like in American shows, wasn't Dora the Explorer? They had like that. They had this craft van. It's yeah. called the craft van, craft, and you can. Yeah. You just go up to it whenever you want and just pick some delicious snack, some incredible sourdough with feta and tomatoes and avocado on it. You just yoink it off the van. It's incredible. Yeah, everything's fresh. I love it. I mean, it depends on the size of the Australian set as well, but I still think, like, even the biggest sets I've been on here, nothing like those them snacks over there. But it was really cool. It was wonderful. And it was lovely to do with the boys who are my beautiful friends and who I've been working with forever and ever and ever. And, you know, if it wouldn't have felt the same without me because I'm an integral, <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Michelle, um, speaking of the, the film work, congratulations on the actor uh, pitch n- nomination that you've got your finalist in this thing. Can you tell us a little bit about the alien abduction of Emily Hill? Thank you. So I'm actually writing it with Sam Lingham, uh, the head writer of Auntie Donna, and we both we're both from the country, so we love writing um, sort of regional stories. It's about this um, fictional town called Yabby Flats, and um, this woman who lives there, her partner proposes to her, and it's he live streams it at a drought relief fundraiser, and then he gets beamed up, and she's quite similar to me. Um, he suddenly gets beamed up, and she's like, oh bit of cold feet, I guess, and then she becomes instantly famous. So it's about the woman left behind and, you know, the choices we make, but also like what stardom is for someone living in a small town and uh, it's a bit Crocodile Dundee, I suppose. Yabby Flats really sounds like a, an actual place. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. very surprised it's not a real thing. We just wanted it to be something Downs or something Flats or, you know, those gorgeous names that mean... Nothing much happens here, but the people are all pretty cool, you know? <laughs> Average Bear is hitting the Comedy Festival this year. Comedyfestival.com.au if you'd like tickets to see it. Will there be any singing in it, 
Michelle Brazier, because yes. the, the two words that are synonymous with your name is Dem Pipes. Uh, you got to <laughs> sing with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra recently, which yeah. was absolutely incredible. Have you managed to uh, get a little bit of uh, vocal performance into the into it as well? Yes, I have a few original songs that I wrote, a song about wanting to have sex with Aladdin. I've got the fingering shed. I've got all the beautiful classics in the show. Um, uh, The fingering uh, shed. (laughs) Okay. I can only assume it is as it says on the label. It's exactly what it says on the tin. (laughs) I can't believe you haven't heard it. It's a hit, mate. It's a hit. We'll get amongst it. Comedyfestival.com.au. Cannot wait to see it. Michelle Brazier, thank you very much for joining us here on uh, All Day Breakfast. And, yeah, we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, my beautiful friends. All Day Breakfast. With a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Yes, that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for you today. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And uh, we're going to be back with you for another episode tomorrow. And uh, Matt O'Kine, I've dug up something to leave you with because podcasting, it's a very revealing medium. You know, you're just chatting, you can find out all sorts of things. And so I'm going to leave you with a bit of an audio from a podcast from the UK. It's an interesting moment where a UK podcaster... Um, came to the realisation that wind farms that are put up and helping, you know, the planet deal with its current global warming crisis, Mm. he realises that wind farms generate renewable electricity, thus reducing the need for coal and thus helping stop global warming. He realises that instead of what he originally thought, which was (laughs) wind turbines were just big fans that cool down (laughs) the planet like a fan would cool down a house. No. Please don't tell me he thought this. So you get to hear the moment where he realises that. And his co-hosts found it quite amusing. Uh, Here it is to take out all day breakfast today. Enjoy, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The turbines are being spun by wind, and that wind is creating electricity. Stagnant things. Yeah. I'm not talking about the ones to generate. I'm talking about the wind turbines for global warming. What? I thought that's what they were for, no? Yeah, yeah because it is for global warming. warming because they're trying to, to stop... cool down the, the, the earth. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> shit. Is that, is that what he thought? <laughs> you thought it was like a fan, basically. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm done with you. You thought that it was cooling down stuff. <laughs> he thought the fans were cooling down the earth. Isn't that what you use fans for? It's not a fan. It's a fan. What is it? A wind turbine? A fan, bro. It's not a fan, bro. It's not a fan. It's oh not my a fan. God. It's a fan, bruv. This guy's an idiot. It's a fan. Stand in front of it, I bet you'll be cold. <laughs> so what do you think they put on, like, free? You think they put on the same? You know what? Or you put on rotate. <laughs> and you, you sing into it. T-Pain. <laughs> that is so good. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.